Hello everyone and welcome back to Cape Opinions. This is Millie. And I'm Belle. And today we're back with our second special episode and our first deep dive into a group. Today we're talking about the career and musical evolution of EXO. As always, please read the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Cape Opinions Podcast to get more info and updates. So, Millie, why did we choose EXO for our first deep dive? Well, for many reasons, but I guess most of all because they're one of the most iconic groups in K-pop. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. And my, well, one of my personal favorite groups ever. Yeah, I feel like it's a good choice for several reasons. Also, from the perspective of our listeners, like if you're a K-pop newbie, you need to know about EXO. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Force Gen fan, you might not know as much about them. And if you're an older fan, I mean, isn't it just always fun to talk about EXO? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think it's, I mean, I know that I know them very well, but you also know them pretty well, right? Yes. Despite that, we have very different um, experiences with EXO. Yes. <laughs> so, so that'll be interesting to talk about. Yeah. I actually realized that I'm not completely clear on when and how you got into them. So that's also interesting. <laughs> I, I, I refrained myself from asking lately because I, I knew we were going to do this. So I was like, I'm going to find out. <laughs> yeah. And also, Obviously, there's a lot to cover, so it's a lot more fun to do a deep dive on a group that has a big discography and yeah. a long history. It's harder, yeah. but it's more interesting. Yes. And since it's harder, we also decided to only focus on the group and not the solo projects or subunits for now, because it's just yes. way too much to cover. So we might do a part two uh at some point down the line. Um, but for now, we're only going to talk about their album as a full group. Yes. So first, we'll give you an overview of their career and talk about our personal history with EXO. And then we'll go through their discography and um, discover their musical evolution. Mm. So yeah, a few facts about EXO. Um, they debuted on April 8th, 2012 under SM Entertainment as a 12-member boy group, which was divided into two subgroups, EXO-K and EXO-M, which stands for EXO-Korean and EXO-Mandarin. And as that already suggests, that was SM's way to also target the Chinese market. So they also had four Chinese members that were in EXO-M. So I'm gonna list the members of XOK and XOM. In XOK there were Suho, he is the leader and vocalist. His real name is Chunmyon. There's Baekhyun, the main vocalist. Chanyol, he's the rapper. There's Dio, whose real name is Kyungsu, he's also a main vocalist. There's Kai, whose real name is Chungin, he's main dancer, center, visual, also rapper. And there's Sehun, who's the youngest of the group, and dancer and rapper. And then in XOM, we have Xiu Min, his real name is Min Sok, he's vocalist and rapper. We have Chen, whose real name is Chongde, he's the main vocalist. 
Then there's the four Chinese members. That's Lei, whose real name is Zhang Yixing. He's a main dancer, vocalist, and rapper. Then there's Chris, whose real name is Wu Yifan. He's main rapper and the leader of XOM. There's Luhan. He's the lead vocalist and also the visual of XOM. And then there's Tao, whose real name is Huang Tao, And he's a rapper, dancer, and vocalist. They would always record every album twice, basically, once in Korean and once in Mandarin. And also for every music video, there were always two versions. What's interesting about the music videos is that there were always all 12 members in the video, but depending on which version you're watching, it's either the XOK or XOM members singing and having close-up shots. Their debut song was very, very big. SM kind of went insane with their debut. They released so many teasers. I actually looked this up because I just remembered that it was a lot of teasers. But the first one they released on December 22nd of 2011 and their debut was in April. So yep. <laughs> um, they released 23 teasers all in all. And what's interesting about that is that, and at that point that was quite strange to people, I guess it kind of makes sense now knowing the members and their history, but Kai had so many more teasers than the other members. He had, I looked this up as well because I didn't remember, he had eight solo teasers and was additionally in four duo teasers with other members. Yeah, I think they were trying to make people notice him. Maybe. Could be. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was impossible not to know. Kai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which makes sense because he's the center. Yeah, the visual. Yeah, visual and center, so it makes sense. But it, even if you had zero interest in EXO, you knew who Kai was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also released two pre-debut songs, what is Love, um, that was released on January 30th, and History, which was released in March, before they made their official debut with the song Mama on April 8th. And yeah, their debut was very big, but we'll talk more about that when we talk about the music. So as you said, their debut was wildly successful, but it's not until their first studio album XOXO and the title track Wolf that they really broke through, and especially with the repackaged a few months later and the title song Rao, which was yeah. huge. That's the album they won album of the year at MAMA for the first time with, and then they won in total for five consecutive years with all of their subsequent albums. Yeah. They also won Best New Asian Artist at MAMA on their first year. They have well over 100 awards and 300 nominations in total. But the main ones are those Album of the Year wins. Uh, they won the Disc Desang Award at Golden Disc for four years in a row and also four consecutive Desang Awards at Seoul Music Awards. They have well over 100 music show wins uh, making them third overall after BTS and Twice. Mm. And they were the first Korean artist to sell over 1 million copies in 12 years with XOXO. Their albums Exact, The War, Don't Mess Up My Tempo, and Don't Fight the Feelings are still in the list of K-pop albums with the most pre-orders ever. Mm. They also participated in the Pyeongchang Olympic Games in 2018 in the closing ceremony. And that's only a few of their awards and distinctions. 
they're just everywhere and successful everywhere. They're truly yeah, like ace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We also wanted to talk a little bit about the lawsuits because they famously lost three members out of their four Chinese members. Um, the first one was Chris, uh, who shockingly announced that he was suing SM Entertainment only a few days after their comeback with Overdose in May of 2014. A little later that year, Luhan also filed a lawsuit against SM and left the group. And finally, in 2015, Tao missed a few activities because he was injured. And many people were speculating that he was also going to leave the group. And he finally did uh, over the summer and also sued SM. Um, so they all left the group within their first three years. And that <laughs> definitely was a huge problem for SM with the two groups and the like trying to reach into the Chinese market. Yeah, because like out of six XOM members, three left. <laughs> yes, and out of four Chinese members, three left. So yeah. <laughs> so basically, after that, they didn't do XOM and XOK anymore. No, they only promoted as a full group, but they still recorded albums both in Korean mm. and in Chinese. Lei left SM, right? Or did I? Well, yes, he did. Um, Lei announced a few months ago that his contract was over and that he was still in the group but leaving SM. He just didn't resign, yeah. which is crazy. They had a 10-year contract. Yeah. Um, and a quick word on the lore. Basically, all you really need to know is that they were one of the first groups to have a big overarching storyline over several comebacks and most definitely the group to popularize the idea. Yeah. Because no one was really doing this, but that's that's a big thing now. So that's one way they really yeah. influenced the industry. Yeah. BTS didn't invent that. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> And <laughs> Luna didn't either. No, no, it was EXO who made it popular. Yes. The, what you really need to know is that that's basically how they justified the two group system on top of having one for the <laughs> Korean market and one for the Chinese market. There's also that storyline where they come from an exoplanet and have superpowers and they're under attack from the Red Force. And... In order to protect the tree of life, which gave them their powers, they needed to separate it in two to hide it. And that created two uh, parallel universes with XOK being in one and XOM being in the other one. And that's why in the MAMA uh, music video, you see them being separated. You can absolutely find a whole overarching story over their whole career but i'm not gonna get into that you can very easily find youtube videos <laughs> on that which are way better at explaining everything and uh also i just don't have time <laughs> So now we'll be moving into our own experiences with the group. So why don't you go first? Okay. I have a complicated history with EXO. <laughs> <laughs> Because when EXO debuted, I was 
big into Don't Function Key mm. and Super Junior. And EXO were the first SM debut that I witnessed. Mm. And when it's your first debut, you are kind of unprepared for how much the older groups will be neglected when a new one debuts. That's true. <laughs> so I saw SM release all of these really fancy teasers for EXO. And then after debut, like really cool music videos with like, like you said, complicated lore and stuff. While Super Junior had to dance in the same old white box music videos. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of resented them a bit. Mm. Like, I, I wasn't a hater because I'm a nice person, but I just couldn't deal with how SM treated them compared to how they treated their older artists. And when you've been into K-pop for a while, that just becomes normal. You get used to that. Mm. And I mean, it's to some extent, it also makes sense because you want to really promote your new artists and... The older ones already have an established fan base, you, so you feel like you, you don't have to try that hard for them. But yeah, back then I was unprepared for that, so mm. I was feeling resentment towards EXO and I didn't <laughs> want to like them. <laughs> but <laughs> despite my resentment, I really liked their music, mm. so that was kind of difficult for me. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I downloaded everything that released and I really loved their first full album, but more about that later. Mm. Like I said with Kai, they were the first group where I never had to learn anyone's name because you just knew them. <laughs> like yeah. People were talking about them so much. They were everywhere. You just learned their names, whether you wanted to or not. Like, mm. oh, oh, there's Chen. Oh, I know his name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At this point, I liked their music, but I didn't want to like them. So basically like in Hypen... Basically, yeah, it's a similar story. <laughs> and Hypen is EXO 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I went to the Super Show 5 in London in 2013, which um, Super Show is what Super Junior's tours are called. So I went to the Super Junior concert in London, and at the concert, um, they brought out Suho and Chris, and the fans went crazy. Mm. They screamed more for them than they did for Suchu. Oh, wow. And that made me, that made me really <laughs> mad. Because <laughs> I found it very disrespectful, you know? Yeah. I felt bad for Super Junior, because, like, I would never dare to scream more for someone coming onto stage than for the group whose actual concert it is. Yeah, it's fine That's to just, be excited, but you're still, I know. still there for Suchu. <laughs> just basic decency. Yeah. <laughs> So that put another buffer on my feelings mm. towards EXO. I mean, obviously the members, it wasn't their fault. It was the fans' fault for making me feel like that. But mm. it didn't make it better mm. for me, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was in um, November 2013. But then in December 2013, they released Miracles in December, mm. which I was obsessed with. And at that point, I almost got into EXO. <laughs> almost. <laughs> But then uh, 2014 came around and that was when I fell out of K-pop altogether. Mm. So that didn't happen. And then from 2014 to 2018, basically all I heard about them was from them being in competition with One Direction. That should tell you how big they were. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I was big into One Direction at that point and like in all the online polls and awards, it was always One Direction, Justin Bieber and EXO competing. Mm -hmm. They were the first group to get that big. They were the biggest thing before BTS happened. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I heard about them for a while. I did check out songs every once in a while, but yeah. And then when I got back into K-pop, <laughs> Super M happened. Yeah. 
and yes i admit that is how i really got to love exo i know that's such a force gen fan thing <laughs> which i'm not it's okay you're valid <laughs> I was very into Super M because obviously I already loved Tamin and I was getting into NCT. Mm. So I really fell in love with Kai and Baekhyun. Yeah. And oh my god, had I been missing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Past me was an idiot. I tried to tell you, but I know. <laughs> I didn't want to hear. Um yeah, and so now I guess because of Super M, Baekhyun and Kai are my favorites. Probably just because I know them best. Mm. But also, I mean, Baekhyun is just... How can he not be your favorite, right? <laughs> yes. Also, Kai, to be honest, like, back in the day when I didn't want to like them, I secretly liked him. <laughs> 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 I just didn't want to because it was like the basic thing to do because he was so famous. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And I guess if you're not happy with the group and not happy that they're taking over your favorite groups, then you really don't want to be into the main guy they're shoving down your throat <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah but i always found him interesting also yeah. back in the day i really liked luhan yeah me too he was so cute yeah. yeah yeah that was my my story with exo my complicated history with mm. exo <laughs> and i know yours is much more positive from the get-go yeah well <laughs> They were also the first group that I've ever followed from debut. And so I was so excited. <laughs> I followed them from the very, very beginning. All of the teasers. I was watching them over and over to try to get more clues and get what their sound would be like. Um, one of my cousins and I were so into them. We wanted to create a Tumblr blog about them and follow them and have like... You know, like the fuck yeah, EXO and things like that. <laughs> we wanted to do that, but that was already done. Uh, but we were so into them. And I remember I had a whole document with all of their powers and symbolism and everything. And yeah, I was so into them. And then they <laughs> debuted with Mama and I lost my mind <laughs> because it was so incredible and i loved it so much and i guess i was kind of an embarrassing exo fan because i had rolled like a buffalo as my <laughs> facebook banner for years <laughs> uh, if you don't know roll like a buffalo is a line <laughs> from two moons <laughs> i cannot explain it i don't understand either i don't know what it means i don't know Their early songs had so many iconic lines. <laughs> yeah, and Roll Like a Buffalo was the most iconic one, I think. That was my fave. And yeah, it was just a worldwide of memes. Just, it was crazy. They are meme kings, and that's why yeah. I love them so, so much. Um, my ultimate bias forever is Dio, because he's just... Well, first of all, he's hilarious. He seems really serious and he's really quiet most of the time but when he opens his mouth he's savage and hilarious <laughs> i love him so much and also he has basically my ideal voice in a guy his voice is so amazing yeah and really unique too mm. he has a really powerful voice 
and it's really warm and rich and his voice is extremely agile so he has insane runs and riffs and I love that in a vocalist and I just love him so much but Baekhyun is my bias wrecker yeah I, because Baekhyun um, exists <laughs> yes basically like my god he is so ridiculous and so annoying he's unhinged <laughs> He is definitely unhinged, but I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. I love him to pieces. <laughs> like, if I was an EXO and I had to deal with him, I would be so tired. But because I'm only a fan, it's fine <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. And obviously he also has such an amazing voice. Mm. I love his tone and I love his solo discography. He's just great. Except Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> let's not talk about that. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. I got really emotional last night because I was watching videos and things about them to get into mood. I was like, oh, I just love them so much. They're really, really special as a group because their discography is so unique mm. because it's so consistent. And you can really, really see the evolution and growth in their music. Yes. Which isn't always the case in K-pop because groups tend to jump from style to style or genre mm. to genre just because it's trendy. And that is not to say that they never jumped on a trend before, obviously, but mostly they have a very organic growth. Mm. And when they do try something different, it's it always feels like they really considered it beforehand and made it work for EXO specifically. Yeah, that's true. I think that will be more apparent as we go through the discography, but that's one thing I really love and one thing that I think gives them longevity in the K-pop world too. Yes. They never really get old. They always reinvent themselves, but in an organic... Um, yeah, um, it still like, always sounds like them, even if yeah. they try out new trends or yeah. change the style slightly, yeah. Yeah, I, you could get into EXO in 2012, in 2015, in 2018, in 2022. <laughs> and, well, 2022, they haven't had a comeback, but 2021. <laughs> and it would be the same. Also, they're a multi-talented group. Obviously, they have many members who have different talents, but they're all pretty much good at everything. Yeah, and I think one of the many reasons why they are so respected is also that they have some of the best vocalists in the industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I, I made it clear how much I love Kyungsoo and Baekhyun, but Chen also has one of the mm. most amazing voices. Yes. Oh, my God. His voice. All three are... They have really unique voices. Mm. They're extremely skilled vocalists and have proved that over and over. Yes. But even the rest of the members, like, no one is really bad. They can all hold their own. Um, and they have a lot of very different and unique voices, even outside of the vocal line. Yeah, that's true. And so I think they're really great at showcasing their unique voices, but also blending together for the harmonies. Yeah. And I mean, SM is known for having great vocalists. Mm. Um, in some songs, they harmonize in a way that is almost reminiscent of Dongbang Shingi. Mm -hmm. Like those harmonies, those typical SM harmonies, beautiful. Yeah. And even outside of 
vocal talent. They're a really well-rounded group. You have great rappers, which is a rarity for SM. True, true. Especially Chanyeol, he's like the SM rapper, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Sehun is also pretty good. He has a really nice tone mm. and a really unique voice too. True. And they have great MCs and actors. Mm. Um, they're really active in all of the entertainment industry. And I think that's why they've had such such a successful career and they've gained so much respect from their peers because they're not only a great musical group, they're just doing it all and succeeding in all. Yeah. Also, they have one of the best dancers in the group. I mean, yes, it is widely recognized that Kai is one of the three best dancers in K-pop. So Yeah, he's amazing. Mm. And Lei is really good too. Yes. I think he's really underrated, actually. True. I think casual fans and the wider public probably doesn't yeah. know as much about him, but he's really, really great too. Yeah. But part of why the wider audience probably doesn't know about that is because he's been in China for a while and doesn't really promote with them anymore. So Yeah, that's true. So, shall we get to the music? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, we're simply going to go in order from earliest to latest album and discuss the whole album, the feel of the album and everything, and then go into a little more detail about the title song and maybe a few b-sides that we really like or have things to say. Yes. So, as we said, in 2012, they released their first mini-album called Mama, and it was the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a, such a great debut mini album. Yeah, from the very beginning with this album, they stood out. Like they didn't yeah. sound like anyone else. Mm -hmm. Their sound was very out there. Mm -hmm. Which, if now you look back on SM's history, isn't unusual. I feel like EXO was their first group that was so out there. <laughs> But then mm -hmm. afterwards, with like NCT One Two Seven and Espa, they continued with that. Um, Like both of those groups also had a really different sound that people at yeah. first were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not even only in SM, just in K-pop in general, Mama is weird yes. in a great way. <laughs> I love it, but it's definitely very unique and different. Yeah, it's um, it definitely wasn't to everyone's taste, mm. but it was different. And it was like it kind of, you could tell that it kind of marked the beginning of a new generation. I mean, yeah. it wasn't only them, obviously, like... I'm pretty sure New East and B2B debuted like a month before them. And they are third gen too. And Vix. And Vix, yes, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> But this song specifically like had that, mm -hmm. that feeling where we're like, oh, this is something new. Yeah, for sure. At first, I really like the album because all of the songs are really strong. I know. There's nothing I don't like. Me too, I like the whole album. It's a no-skip album for sure. But also, it's really, as you said, really different. And what we would later know as quintessentially EXO, which we didn't then because it was the first one. But yeah, in hindsight, it's it was the perfect yes. first album to 
show their their style and their sound. Yes, and it's such an interesting debut because while that is true, what we just said that it's so different and so quintessentially EXO, the album because like mostly Mama and I think like History are very EXO, but the album also has songs on there that are still very heavily second gen. Mm. So it's kind of within the album you can feel the shift of generations. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I feel like it's very much a product of its time, yes. including the shift and their new sound, but it also doesn't sound dated. No, no. And I think one thing that they did really, really well with this album too is to right off the bat uh, show their strength. So you have mm -hmm. songs that show off the amazing vocals. You mm -hmm. have songs, especially Two Moons, that show off their rap. True, and true. in the music video, especially for History and Mama, not so much What Is Love, which makes sense, you can see their talent in dancing too. Mm. Yeah. It's basically a perfect debut, all in all. Yes. And they also had a very distinct style with that first mini album. A lot of like metallic silver, like mm -hmm. silver pants, silver hoods. You could just tell yeah. from one picture, you could tell, oh, it's EXO. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not sure is entirely a good thing. Um, <laughs> when I was doing my research, I found out that in that first year, they won the award for best dressed. And I had to laugh because I I don't think they got their styling rights for another few years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still, to this day, would love to get Beckham's holo t-shirt. That's my goal in life is to get a t-shirt like that. And it's definitely unique and special and noticeable, but it doesn't fit all of the members. I think they dress them all the same when they all have really different personal styles and auras, I guess. <laughs> and it, this particular style doesn't fit all of them. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it fits their concept. Yes. And it was recognizable. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I, yeah, their sound their concept and their image all went so well together. It really, really got to mm. that exoplanet, spacey kind of vibe that they had. Yes, that's why all the metallic was happening, probably, <laughs> all the silver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they truly, I don't think I can name a single debut that's as well done as exos. You mean like the whole package? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the teasers were really fun too, and also showed off their different abilities really well. I mean, yeah, slightly too many, but... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I would be annoyed now, but I was so into them back then. So yeah, um, Mama. <laughs> yeah, the song, Mama. Yeah, the song. It's so There were so many memes of that song. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, it's a very weird song, but oh, yeah. very iconic. <laughs> it yeah. left a big impression. Yeah. And it, it's, I will repeat myself from the last episode when we talked about 80s, but, um, while being this very weird new EXO style, it also has that old school tracks like Rock Bridge. Yes, for sure. I love that. I mean, I, I don't think there's a, a single actual like K-pop 
chorus that goes as hard or a bridge that goes as hard <laughs> well, as Mama by Exo. I don't know. I would say Dongbang Xinhe featuring tracks, that bridge goes as hard. <laughs> okay. After Mama, there's nothing that goes as hard. Yes. I mean, there's it's full on screamo yes. in the middle of a pop song, and in the beginning you have like a chorus. A, yeah, you have like a church choir. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's going on? Uh, but I have one question for you. Yes. Do you like it? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the first time I heard it back then, I was like. A little shocked, <laughs> but yeah. then as soon as I got over that, I liked it. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's still one of my favorite songs. The issue is I have many favorite songs by EXO, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so good. The vocals, I'm gonna say that so much because <laughs> it's true for all of their songs. But the vocals are amazing, and the music video was so cool too. Yes. Oh, I was so into the superpower thing. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. I also have a huge soft spot for What is Love. Me too. It sounds so much like a shiny song, though, which is good. <laughs> I'm, mm, con mm -hmm. I'm convinced that this was written for shiny originally. Because you can basically hear Chong Hyun and Onyu singing. Like, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. I'm sure that was one day once. Wait. Yeah, I'm sure that was you originally supposed to be a shiny song. Mm. It's so good. And obviously, because it's very similar to the shiny style, you can also really tell like the SM vocal training. They do have yeah. some similar voices in there. It's great. It's the, the quintessential SM R&B sound with yes. the, the vocals. and Yes. Yeah. And the I lost my mind was also such a big meme. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I yeah. mean, it's iconic. And, um, and, and again, that was such a good way to, uh, to showcase their, their vocals. Yes. And I mean, that's one song that's only sung by the vocal line. And that was a genius move because it's a pre-release. So it's fine yeah. if not all of the members are there. But yeah, that was really impressive when it came out. And I think History kind of did the same thing with the dance. Mm. Because in the music video, you can really see the really great dancers in the group and choreo and everything. And the song showed kind of a more upbeat uh, side to them. So mm. again, genius marketing, genius strategy to get them popular and to get people to know them really well, really fast. I mean, yes. if you consider several months to be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and also this song, to me, very much still has that like second gen mm. style. This song could be, and I mean this in the best way, <laughs> it could be on a 20, 2005 Dongbang Shinki album and it wouldn't stick out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it still doesn't feel dated at the no, same time. No, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's such a banger. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, and then Angel, as much as I like the other songs mostly also because they're so iconic angel is my secret favorite of the album mm. it's just so nice yeah it's definitely different from the rest of the album and a nice break from the really intense first three songs yes um two moons is strange but good yes and machine is my least favorite 
Yeah, probably me too, but I still love it a lot. I feel like it's a bit redundant with history. It's kind of covering the same thing. Yeah, like like we said, it's a no-skip album. I still like it, but if I had to rank, rank them, it would be my least favorite. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that all of the other songs are really each doing their own thing, and Machine feels like they couldn't choose between history and Machine. <laughs> In a way, if that makes sense. Sure. So we're moving on to their first full album, XOXO, released in 2013, so their following year. Um, and we're simply going to discuss the repackaged version because there's only one song added and it's growl, so it makes more yeah. sense. Um, but I remember the hype around their comeback because they were already <laughs> so huge and the whole wolf debacle. Uh, but one shocking information <laughs> I've learned lately is that you enjoy Wolf, unironically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, it's. I acknowledge it's not a great song, <laughs> but it is iconic and it is a piece of K-pop history. That's true. As we said last episode, it can be iconic and not great. Yes. And as a fan of the Wolf trend... This is an important milestone for me because <laughs> I still think it's it was a pioneer mm. in the wolf genre um, because now it really had its revival and it all was it all goes back to this song it yeah. was inspired by this song and it's an icon of its genre yeah, for better or worse. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as a as a werewolf lover, I just have to mention the K-pop original story of werewolves. Also, I mean, it's literally a song about being a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's not just like named that. It's it's talking about eating people like cheese and yes. falling for a human. So <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's definitely a lot. It's definitely a truth. <laughs> Yeah. And if anyone's never watched a music video for Wolf by EXO, you're missing out in life because yeah. it's iconic. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's just one one long meme, you know. It's <laughs> aged really badly. It's it was bad when it came out. I mean, it's it's great. The thing is, Wolf has amazing parts. The again, the vocals are amazing, and they're really great parts. But overall, it's just, I mean, they're literally going like, in the chorus. <laughs> it's just, it's so cringe. And the music yeah. video is kind of the same. There are cool, no, actually, no, the music video is just full cringe. <laughs> the styling is... It's great. It's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the raw um, motion. Yeah, like the claws. Oh my god. But the coolest part about Wolf is the tree formation in the beginning of the that choreography. That is true. That yeah, is that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of part of the cringe, but this <laughs> this one part just works. Yes. And the, the funny thing is that despite it being literally about being a wolf, it's still, it's still filmed in like yeah. SM's basement. 
Like, shouldn't you film that outside? No, no. That's what I was I was laughing when yeah. you were saying that Super Junior were stuck in box set, but they were also stuck in box sets. <laughs> they were also stuck in boxes, but fancier boxes, you know? Super Junior only got white boxes. <laughs> yeah, um, Wolf is a piece of history and it should be respected as such. Yes. And only as that, yes. nothing else. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a choice. Growl, on the other hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we say iconic a lot, but this is actually iconic. Yeah. Like, every Korean citizen knows this yeah. song. <laughs> oh my God, when it came out, it was everywhere. And it was really, really well received. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because that's when they really started breaking records and selling so many albums and everything. Um, but when he came out, it was everything. And both because of the music, the song was, I mean, it's still so good. And also the music mm. video, the choreography, and especially yes. the one-shot version of the music video was yeah. huge. And it's really impressive. It's one of the like anthems of K-pop. Yeah. Every like, and and even like in Korea, outside of K-pop, everyone knows that song. Yeah. Younger K-pop artists always cover mm. this at some point in their career, yeah. and it's always funny because the styling is so iconic that you can already tell what they're gonna cover mm -hmm. when they come out in like gray suits and red snapback caps. Yeah. Like oh, it's gonna be growl. <laughs> yeah. To this day. This is my favorite EXO album, but somehow it's also the least EXO-like album. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, apart from Growl and Wolf, which are very EXO, <laughs> mm -hmm. a lot of the B-sides are very unlike their usual sound. It's less experimental than any other album they ever did, apart from Wolf. I mean, that's the experimental song. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It has more of a... A lot of the songs, a lot of the B-sides, have more of a classic boy group sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. They were done with Wolf and they were like, you know what, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's my favorite. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a really, really solid album, especially for a first full album. Yeah. Some of the songs that are more typical boy group songs are the ones that I don't care for <laughs> as much. So like XOXO and 365. I don't have anything against them, but I'm mm. not crazy about Three, them. I like 365 mostly because it sounds like One Direction. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> right? It sounds exactly... It's that, that sound that's yeah. in What Makes You Beautiful. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I wasn't really a fan of One Direction, because I'm not crazy about that style, but it's fine. It sounds good. It's fun and everything. It's just not my favorite, you know. But I think the whole album, apart from Wolf, <laughs> it ranges from fine or good to really, really yes, great. Yes, it's, it's basically no skip again. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So which are your favorite B-sides? Baby Don't Cry... My Lady, and then the Holy Trinity of Black Pearl, Let Out the Beast, and Heart Attack with the like kind of darker sound. Ugh, I love them so much. This is funny because you only share one. <laughs> Which one? Let Out the Beast. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Mine are Lucky, Don't Go, Let Out the Beast, and Peter Pan. Literally. 
<laughs> if you had asked me to name all of the songs that I thought would be your favorites, apart from Let Out the Beast, I would have said exactly those. Why wouldn't you have said Let Out the Beast? Let Out the Beast is, um, it sounds like M Black featuring 2PM. Yeah, I mean, I'm not it's... surprised, but it's not necessarily one that I would have named. But the other, other three, absolutely I would. I know, right? <laughs> I used to be obsessed with Don't Go. It's still one of my absolute favorite EXO songs. Really? Yeah, it's so gorgeous. I also really like a Chinese version. Mm. It just fits this song really well, I feel like, Mandarin. Yeah, interesting. Mm. I would say that Baby Don't Cry is, it's kind of like a sadder version of What Is Love and other, again, vocal heavy R&B tracks that they've had before on the mini album and they still mm. do that later. And even Heart Attack and Black Pearl that have kind of that darker, almost urban and kind of um, metallic vibe, I think they go back to that sound later. Mm, true. I like Lucky because it sounds like an OST for an old K-drama, and I love that. Mm. And Peter Pan is also one of my absolute favorites ever. It's so cute and uplifting. I I, know. I wouldn't ever say cute for EXO ever, except for Peter Pan. That's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't really go for that. No. Yeah, no. And it's really catchy and memorable, too. Yes. It's such a good album. Yeah, it's really amazing. And My Lady is just, again, the perfect way to showcase their vocals. It's so warm and kind of a precursor for their later Ho anthems that they have. <laughs> <laughs> this one is not a Ho anthem, but it's starting to get a little more sultry. Well, Ho-y. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like flirtatious. Uh, and Heart Attack was the one I was obsessed with. Really? Yeah, I love it so much. It's so good. It's probably one of the darkest sounding songs that they have. And it's kind of hip hop R&B. It fits them really well. I wish they had more of that in their discography, even though I'm definitely satisfied with their discography <laughs> at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, just a great album in general. So. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I say I was obsessed with Heart Attack, but I was obsessed with the whole album for months and months and <laughs> years. Even. And I downloaded it in shame. Because <laughs> I liked it, but I didn't want to like it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, hiding that you're listening to the album. <laughs> so in December 2013, they released their first winter mini album called Miracles in December. And what a miracle it was. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was very surprising. Yeah, that was a song that almost got me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. And I'm surprised you like it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm. it's really... I mean, it, first of all, it's a Christmas song and it's a yes. ballad. It had everything going against it, but I love it. It had everything that I like. So. <laughs> yeah. So it makes perfect sense for you and no sense for me. But I yeah. really, really do love it. I, In general, I think EXO have some of the best ballads in K-pop. Yes. Which is hard. I mean, that, you know, that's a strong opinion for me who hates ballads. If you're looking for ballads, then always go check out their winter albums. Yeah. Because they're always a different style than their usual 
albums. Yeah, and they're always amazing. Yeah, but this this is the best of all of them. Mm, <laughs> honestly. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's my it's my number one EXO song. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I did not <laughs> know that. I mean, I love EXO bangers and weird EXO songs, but nothing beats their vocals in this one. Mm. And yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Also a song I feel like you should watch is the music video once oh, because it's yes. really beautiful watching them perform it. And also, I mean, Kai was a puppy, so... I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the amount of time I've cried watching that music video. <laughs> <laughs> my my whole family knows that music video because I make them watch it on Christmas. <laughs> oh no, that's so cute. <laughs> Yeah. That's a great, great choice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's truly just amazing. So beautiful. It's not my favorite song by them. It's not even my favorite ballad, but what a first Christmas ballad. That was amazing. Yeah. Yes. As for the rest of the album, we're well into okay territory. There's nothing yeah. horrible <laughs> at all. It's less interesting. Yes. It's definitely not the album I'm going to be reaching for if I want to listen to EXO, but still, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's decent. <laughs> yeah. Then let's move on to their second mini-album, Overdose, which was released in 2014. And that was a <laughs> an exciting comeback and also kind of a weird time because Chris, as I said before, left days after the release. But still, that's a, a overall, I think, a really cool mini album. I also really like it. I realized there's only three songs that I really like and two that I'm okay with. But I still have such deep love for the mini album as a whole for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I also have two songs that I really like. I don't think they're the same. I mean, Overdose, yeah, I'm pretty course. sure we both love. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other one is a different one than yours. Um, Exciting. I think so, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's, again, a good release. They, I mean, they rarely release bad music. Yeah. It's a good album. They're back with more core exo sound, but also more modern than their debut mini album. Mm -hmm. And it also looks more modern when you watch a music video, because yeah. it's finally not... They got away from that 2012-2013 grey-brown color grading. It's more like blue-green. And for the first time, they are actually like wearing really colorful outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that stood out to me. Yeah. Also, they have not broken out of SM's basement yet. <laughs> nope. That, the, that music video is so boring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they deserve it better. Yes. It doesn't matter because the song is such a banger that yes. they could have had a fully white screen and nothing going on and it would still have been amazing. Yes. But it's know. EXO at their best. No. The song. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's one of... EXO speaks, but there are many. That's what I'm saying. It's them at their best. It's it's not saying it's the best of all songs, but like okay, yes, this... then I can agree. Okay. With that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. And I I feel like with this whole mini album again, they really got to show off their talent. Like mm -hmm. throughout the songs of the album, they really shine in all their all their different colors. Yeah, <laughs> so cheesy. But it's true. It's fine. I really like the kind of cold, harsh verses flow into a really, really full chorus. And they're really good at alternating between the more hip-hop gifted part of the group and their sound to a more lush, vocal-heavy sound. And that's one mm. example, and that's coming back all the time. 
So do you want to guess which one is my other favorite? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's either Moonlight or Love, Love, Love. No. Really? Okay, then Thunder? No. <laughs> Run. <laughs> I'm so good yes. at this. Oh, wow. Cool. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I agree. I basically have three favorites that I love pretty much equally and then Moonlight and Love, Love, Love. You know, I just went for from the same logic as XOXO. I was like, if we have an almost entirely different favorites, then I'm going to exclude my favorites. But no. Yeah, it was worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work, but I, I at least I tried. Um, let's start with Run, since that's your favorite. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have that much to say about it. It's just really fun. It's a bit bit of a different style yeah. and super fun, and I love it. Yeah, that's one style they, they never really did after that, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's got a bit of a rock vibe, especially in the yes. verses. Um, but there's a big mix of influences in the song overall. And then you get into that amazing chorus and it really feels like you're running. Like it fits the, the, the name of the song and the theme so well. Yeah. And then my other favorite is Thunder. I'm obsessed with it. It's still one of my favorite songs by them years <laughs> down the line. Uh, and this is also definitely more of that R&B inspired Uh, song Dio's voice is amazing it's perfect it's it's like this song was written for his voice mm. but everyone sounds really really great and also it's also a, a kind of transition song between uh songs like what is love and ho anthems yeah i was gonna say it is not quite sensual yet but it like, goes more into that Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's on the way there. Yes, it's getting there, <laughs> and it's it's definitely also my third favorite of the album. Mm. <laughs> I actually also have the same. Yeah, Moonlight and Love, Love, Love are my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, but they're still good. Yeah. So in 2015, they released their second full album called Exodus. This is very close to XOXO for me. Yeah, it's also a no skip album for me. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite album. Mm, I can see why. It's really, really amazing. Very creative. Mm. Like, there's a lot of very different influences on it. A lot of very creative songs. It's not boring at all. It's a it's a ride, but it's a good ride. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a ride because it represents all of their different facets, mm. which they excel in. Mm. There's something for everyone in this album, and there's also something for every member to shine in. Yeah, I feel like with this album, although obviously we've mentioned that the releases before that really had that EXO sound, but I feel like with this album, it's like they have really found themselves and like solidified their style. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like they that's the album they feel the most comfortable mm. in at this point. Yeah. They found who they yes. are and what their style and sound is. And that's also really apparent in the music video, I think. Mm. They look really comfortable and confident there too and in the promotions and everything. But it's a great thing that it doesn't mean that they've stopped trying new things. Yeah. Because as you said, this album is full of different styles and they're trying a bunch of different things. So that was a really great sign for me that it's like, oh, okay, they found their identity, but they're still trying things out. Mm, exactly. 
I guess let's start with Call Me Baby, since it's the title track. Well, I mean, obviously it's a good song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not, in my opinion, not their best title song. Mm. Although it got them the most music show wins I saw. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good song. I love the choreography in the car in the beginning. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. As always, great vocals. And yeah, it's obviously very famous and a must-know song. It's mm -hmm. I enjoy it. I listen to it. But I wouldn't list it in my favorites of them. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite either. But I used to be like, yeah, it's an okay song. And that's it. But actually in... Like in years later, I kind of realized how good it truly is. I just love it. It sounds so good. And there's so many ad libs and riffs and runs in the background and harmonies too. I really recommend listening to this song with headphones on mm. to really hear all of the details and the layers because it's scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> Which are your favorite B-sides? Is it cheating if I say the whole album except What If? Yes. <laughs> well, um, I would say Transformer. My answer is one of my favorite ballads by them. Mm. El Dorado for sure. And Playboy. But I truly love the whole album. Hmm. My favorites are My Answer, Exodus, El Dorado and Hurt. Did I say Exodus? Because I meant it. You didn't. Okay. Well, I meant it. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Exodus is... Oh. But they're it's... all so good. I... I mean, yeah, it's a no-skip album. It's great. And I just need to say, Exodus, please listen to it with your volume up. Mm -hmm. It needs that volume yeah. to really blow your mind. <laughs> so good. It's kind of playful because of the piano part. The piano is so fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it's also kind of sultry, kind of getting mm. to that territory. <laughs> Slowly getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And the chorus is really, really fun. They sound amazing. It sounds so smooth. Mm. That's what I mean when I say they're really good at blending their voices together. They sound like one voice, but with the depth of the harmony and the layers. Yeah. Obviously, I'm surprised you like my answer, but I guess I shouldn't be because you make exceptions for EXO. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it's not that I make exceptions for EXO. It's just that they actually have good ballads. They really dare to write ballads that are so simple, usually with only a guitar or only a piano and them. And because they're so good and also because they're well-written, that allows them to shine. Mm. And in this case, it's also a pretty, not old school, but like classic K-pop ballad in mm -hmm. the sense of that they have these harmonies. Mm -hmm. There's parts in this song that sound like Dongbang Shingi, mm -hmm. just because that's what they always did, like the harmonizing. So yeah, obviously you can only do that if you have really great vocalists who yeah. harmonize really well together. Mm -hmm. And it really works for them. Yeah. No, it's it's really one of my favorite ballads and one of my favorite songs by EXO too. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Because I I I like it. It's pretty. It gives me Don Bashingi vibes. Their technical skills in singing are great and everything, but I think it's a bit boring. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. It's so beautiful. I 
But I think that's where our opinions diverge on ballads, because we yeah. don't really like the same ballads, usually. No. <laughs> so it makes sense. Except Miracles in December. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's... that's your very favorite one, and that's yeah. not mine. <laughs> See, because that's the, the kind of drama I need in ballads. Yeah, and I tend mm. to find it a little too much... Yeah, like too over the top. I mean, I still love it, but I it's on the brink of being a little too much for me. Mm, it's perfect. It's a 10 out of 10. El Dorado. Ugh. Oh, one of the best EXO songs ever. I know. It's so good. <laughs> Again, that synth in the beginning. Amazing. Yeah, and then that minor oriental melody. Yeah, <gasps> it's so good. And like and the, the find the Eldorado, <laughs> that's so much fun. I know. And then from that melody it goes to the chorus, which is completely different, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah, this yeah. song is definitely uh, has a lot of dynamics because we go from that really empty sound with only the synth, and then the chorus is so intense. Ah. <laughs> oh. It's amazing. It's it's super unique. You will not find another song like this in K-pop ever. Mm -mm. But it's an experiment where everything went right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Amazing song. Then Playboy, my (laughs) choice for (laughs) Hoentham. It's so good. It's just, it's such a, we've touched on that, but it's such a logical progression from their debut, which was much more innocent i guess but still had those Mm. songs that had that potential and now we're here and it's glorious i love it i'm not the biggest fan of it i mean like we said i like the whole album but this is one of my least favorites Mm. i accept that (laughs) hurt however i love it's genius yeah like i don't know the the chorus is absolutely fantastic i yeah yeah and that creepy vibe. Yes. That's so good. And also very timeless. Yeah. When you listen to it, I mean, obviously it's EXO, you can tell. But the style of the song, it could be second gen, it could be something new. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, does, it doesn't go out of style. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's just such a perfect album. So good. Yes. And then they released a repackaged version of the album, which had two new songs on it. Mm. The title song was Love Me Right. <sighs> Love Me Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also one of my all-time favorite EXO songs. Really? It, yeah, it's so good. I remember when it came out and was like, gutted, because <laughs> it was such a new style for them with that overall funky vibe, which... That they had never had a song like this in their discography before, but they definitely found a sound that was really working for them and they kept going with it. And thank God they did because it's amazing. I'm not quite as excited about it. I, it's a perfectly good EXO song, you know, like it's yeah. when you list uh, the top EXO songs, it'll be in there, but it's not one of my favorites at all. I mean, I can't say anything bad about it because it's good. Like, great vocals, great fun, great dance song. Mm. But it's just not my favorite. Mm. <laughs> it's it's okay. Like, it's good. Personal know. taste. Yes. 
and after that, we have also in 2015 their first Japanese single, which was just the Japanese version for Love Me Right, uh, with Drop That added to the single. Um, sadly for me, Drop That, even though it's not the title track, kind of gives you a good idea of the level of their Japanese career, which is not great. Um, I agree and disagree. Cause you're right that I don't like, like, I don't like Drop That either, but I, I do like a lot of their other Japanese discography. Oh. Yeah. Oh, then I'm excited to get to <laughs> to the album. Yes. Because they do have songs I like in there, but overall their Japanese discography is by far the biggest disappointment in the whole EXO history <laughs> for me. Interesting. So later that same year in 2015, they released the digital, digital single Lightsaber, which was a collaboration between Disney and SM to promote the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens. And I feel like this song could have been a huge failure because it was <sighs> kind of different, but I personally really like it. What do you think about it? I hate it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, See? it's it's no. <laughs> oh. I mean, I get that. I yeah, pretty much everything about it I hate. So, oh. I mean, I I understand. I should hate it too. It shouldn't work, but for me, it does. Okay, and I guess it makes sense with their more electronic, metallic, spacey sound that they had during their debut. It's not that crazy either, you know. Mm, yes, it is. It sounds nothing like them. But it's still good. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, still in 2015, they released another winter special album. That was a busy year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like we said, their winter albums are always full of beautiful ballads, great vocals. I love Sing For You. Me too. Um, I especially love that you can hear the low vocals in this one because mm. often they show off their high vocals and in this song you can really hear them singing low <laughs> mm -hmm. beautifully. So I really appreciate that. And I mean, it's not a song that changed the world or anything, but it's it really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's also one of my favorites. Really? It might be my favorite ballad by EXO. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there, yeah. And with my answer, we got the simple ballad with the piano, and here we get the simple ballad with the guitar. <laughs> mm. And I like that. Um, yeah, it's so, again, simple and just beautiful melodies. And it feels really vulnerable and intimate in a way. Mm. That's the kind of ballads that I really like. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's not my favorite of their winter special albums. It's nice, but it's definitely not one I go to. Same. The third winter album that's coming up, I like a lot more. Yeah. Um, but this one is just mostly because of Sing For You that it's great. The other songs yeah. are okay. I like Unfair. 
It's nice, but the thing is, uh, Sehun has clowned the Omaya line so oh, yeah. much that I can't even take it seriously anymore. <laughs> um, what I can, however, take very seriously is their next full album, Exact, which came out in 2016. Um, this brought us Monster and Lucky One, and just for that, I'm so thankful, because <laughs> those two are bangers so great i love them also some of my favorite songs by exo and i think at this point you're probably starting to realize that i have many favorites <laughs> <laughs> i agree that lucky one and monster are amazing um monster is also one of my absolute favorites but the album as a whole is my least favorite of theirs because mm. apart from lucky one and monster It's an all-skip album for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, definitely not my favorite, but I still have songs that I really like on it. I feel like you can tell that they are going with the times. They're not stuck in the past, which I appreciate. Mm. But with some of the songs on this album, it was just like artificial love and white nose noise white nose white noise was just too much for me i hate them and then other songs are just plain boring like cloud nine heaven and they never know it's like nothing <laughs> so yeah oh my god i'm speechless that's <laughs> exo slender artificial love is one of my all-time favorite songs by exo. <laughs> i hate it with a burning passion It has that sound that you don't yes, like, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a sound. Oh. Yeah, I get that. That's what I love about it. I, um, I guess let's talk about Lucky One and Monster first. Yes, let's talk about Monster, the title song. Yes. Um, amazing. Yes, everything about it is amazing. I love it, one of my favorites, but I feel like my love for it is also heavily influenced by the music video mm. and Baekhyun's face chains. Oh my god, I know! That's what, something I wrote in my notes that I wanted to mention. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you need to watch that music video. Yeah. Uh, Baekhyun has, with this album, he has reached his final form of hotness, oh, you know? <laughs> Not even his final... No, I mean, from then on, it is there, you know? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah that yeah, was yeah. his... Yeah. Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Like he he got to his final evolution. Yes, like he, he's a fully formed Pokemon at that time. He's in yes, the third exactly. evolution. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely agree. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a really cool music video. It's not in terms of sets and everything. It's not crazy, but no, what they are working with works yeah. amazingly well yeah and the choreography is also very oh, cool when they walk into a cross I know the cross oh yes <laughs> and so many groups covered that just for that cross I thing know, yeah yeah and the song is just fantastic it's so good yeah I think that's also one of the songs that harkens back to their earlier albums. So songs like Machine History and Let Out the mm. Beast, for example. Yeah. Definitely a logical and organic evolution from those. Yes. But just in a more um, current for 2016 style. Yes. I love that heavy hip-hop and industrial vibe. Mm. And the synth riff that kind of sounds like a machine or a robot that fits perfectly into that sound and the rap is amazing too yes yes true um and yeah lucky one also amazing 
it's still their sound, but more contemporary. It's great. Yeah. Um, super fun. It feels like they did Love Me Right, and they were like, huh, interesting sound. We're going to keep going <laughs> yeah. with that. And then they just wrote Lucky One to kind of go with it. It's like the, um, the little sister. Yeah, I can see that or hear that. I like Lucky One even more than Love Me Right. It's even more catchy, even more fun. I love it so much. It's so groovy and funky and the chorus is like you can't stay still when you're listening to Lucky One. Yeah, that's true. And that flute? <laughs> yeah, that flute counter melody is amazing. Yeah. The harmonies are always so good. And I love how it goes from very syncopated to more flowy and smooth. Again, they're really good at dynamics and variations in songs. Then they came out with the repackaged version, Lodo, with the title song, Lodo. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is one I'm very curious what you think. Lodo? Yeah. It is in my top five EXO songs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because it's absolutely incredible. But explain it's... to me why you like it. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I can't explain it. Okay, because maybe it's easier if I say why I don't like it. It's one of the only... No. How, how? Well, I... <laughs> it's so good. But it, it's got that, like... To me, it sounds cheap. And what? it's like that no. like cheap hype sound. I'm just like, oh, no, you think you're so cool. And you sound dumb. I'm not saying it's a an objectively bad song. It's just one that is not for me. It's not a style I like. It's one of the only EXO songs that I don't like. It's a 10 out of 10. It's absolutely incredible. I wouldn't say it's a hype song because it's too cool for that. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's trying to be cool and it's not working for me. It doesn't have to try it. It's like naturally is, you know, no. it's perfect. No, all and of the cha-ching and things like that. That's what, I don't like I just, it, no. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I love that. Yeah. It makes it even better. To be honest, when I first heard it, I didn't appreciate its genius. Mm. I regret the shortcomings of past me <laughs> <laughs> because soon after that, I realized, oh, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And oh, absolutely a song that needs to be played with your volume up. Yeah, I can see that. And just go, you know, just let it happen. Don't, um, oh my God, how do you say it in English? Fight against don't, it? Yeah, don't fight the feeling. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even fighting the feeling, but the feeling is bad. That's, that's, maybe that's my the problem. I should you. fight the, the bad feeling. You're not fighting the feeling, the feeling's fighting you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, because okay. it's... It still has songs I like. I really like Can Bring Me Down. That was also added with the repackage. I don't. <laughs> well, we disagree. That's fine. It's not a, a Keep Opinions episode if we don't disagree. Yeah. It's it's like in the beginning of the career, we mostly agreed. And then the further the career goes on, the more we disagree. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just that one era. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Do you think there will be more disagree? I mean, apart from... The one I know. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, I, I don't know. Let, let's see on their next album. 
Yeah, let's see with the next release. Oh, I feel a disagreement coming. Yeah. <laughs> in 2016, in winter, they released their next winter album, For Life. It's not very good. So we do agree. Oh, we do agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, For Life is pretty, but not very memorable. And the rest of mm. the album, I don't even know. Like, uh, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I, I, the only song I added to my playlist is what I want for Christmas and only because it's an actual Christmas song and I have this huge Christmas playlist that has mm. pretty much every Christmas song in existence. So I had to add it. Yeah. But yeah. No, other than that, that's, I'm, I'm happy to just skip it. Me too. <laughs> okay. Then let's move on to their next full album, which I released in 2017 called The War. A.K.A. Exos Reggae Era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Amazing Album is Amazing. Yes. <laughs> to me, it's not as good as Exodus. Yeah. But it's definitely much better than Exact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a really strong album. There's just It's yeah. just filled with bangers. There are no real misses. Like, no mm, songs I... I wouldn't say that. I mean, there... <laughs> I don't know, no, it's a, just a strong album. Again, not my favorite, because we've already established that Exodus is my favorite. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that XOXO is your favorite, so yes. no surprise here. Um, but yeah, really strong. Yes. And definitely different for them. Yeah. And Coco Bop is... It's reggae. <laughs> well, it's not reggae, it's... It has a reggae beat. Yeah, and that insane drop thing that's happening in the chorus that's definitely different for them too the whole song is nothing they've done before but i love it so much really oh yeah i mean it's good but i wouldn't say it's up there but the music video is wild to me because the drug imagery is so strong yeah <laughs> like literally everything about it like the smoke cloud the colorful candy they're eating, the weird editing that looks like you're on a trip. Like even yeah. the even the logo of the album with the leaves. Literally them laying around like they're high and then chairs floating around. Like it's wild coming from a country where even just smoking weed will land you in jail. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I've seen people say that in their like storyline, that's when they're in the lab and so they're being <laughs> drugged. <laughs> so they're unconscious sure. and like, kind of dreaming of this whole thing. But whatever the reason in the storyline is, this is wild. And so yeah. colorful too for them. That's really yeah. unique. But yeah, I love it. Yes. Also. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Well, I think I know what you're going to say. Mullet Beckham. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, that's one um, one thing I don't like is I don't like mullets, and oh, he looks so good. I mean, it's not the worst mullet I've ever seen. Love the and it's a red mullet. Yeah, no, it it's a it's good as far as mullets go. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I also really like that on top of that reggae touch and everything, Coco Bob is also kind of. It's not a sexy song, but it's got kind of that sensual vibe. Yeah, and I think that's intensified by the fact that on the album, the first song is The Eve. Mm. And that's 
kind of a ho and them too. <laughs> and so I think that when this comes first, then when you get to Cocoa Bob, that kind of intensifies mm. that vibe. So we're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. so I like that. And the Eve is just really cool. I really like it. Uh, I love the kind of iconic dance practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the choreo is just, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I also really like what you do in Forever. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what you do, I like, but I feel like I'm, like, it's a little shouty. That's true. But it's not an entirely bad thing. I don't really mind. Uh, Forever is really fun. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's kind of more of a, like a hip-hop EDM fusion. And I like that. That's that's nice. Uh, but one song I really like on the album is Diamond. <laughs> I, yeah, I am not surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really explain why, but I really like it. I don't. And I find the weird tuba sounds very annoying. Mm. Huh. And going crazy is cool. It's part ho anthem, part EDM track. But somehow it still sounds 100% like EXO. It's, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me, but... Then in the same year, they released... As always, a repackaged version of the album called The Power of Music. The title song is called Power. And it's so good. Yes! Thank you. I didn't actually know what you think about that one, but yes. I love it. Me too. Power is just that bitch. (laughs) It's so fun and different. And I listened to it again today. And especially in the beginning... I can kind of hear that sound in a lot of 2022 boy group songs. I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's something about the style of this song that is having a re... A renaissance. Yes, a renaissance. Thank you. Also, the music video is a really fun music video to watch if you haven't seen it. It's so, so fun. Yes! But that that's the thing. The whole uh, concept, the song, the music video... Everything is just pure joy. Yeah, and it all fits really well. Like the the music yes. video fits the song so well. Yeah, the comic aesthetic mm-hmm. works so well with that. Ugh. It's just, I mean, they have a lot of a beat, really fun song, but this screams joy more than any yeah. of their songs. It's so fun. You also can't help but dance when you're listening to it. It's just, I love it so much. It always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, I seem to remember that most people didn't like it when it came out. Yeah, even I seem to remember that. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, mm, I guess because it's so different, because it's a way more EDM-based track mm. than their other title tracks. Um, so I, I guess I see if you if you really, really like their sound, especially because Cocoa Bob was also a departure from their sound. I guess maybe people were kind of like eager to go back to a more quintessential EXO sound. Yeah, and so power was kind of tiring, which I get, but it's so good that I really... I mean, I, it's not even I don't mind. I love it so much. I'm so glad they went with that. Do you have any more to say about power? No, but about sweet lies. Oh. Are you surprised? <laughs> um, just 
I don't know. I usually I I just listen to Power from the repackage. What? But but Sweet Lies is like such a hoe anthem. <laughs> yes, but it's a boring hoe anthem. No, it's so good. It's my favorite sensual song of theirs. It's so amazing. I love it. I yeah, I don't really like most of their other hoe anthems, but this one, yes. I mean the lyrics are not sexual at all, but it's kind of a grinding song. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I love it. Maybe I need to reconsider. <laughs> and boomerang is okay. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to their next winter special album, Universe, which was released in 2017 too. Yes. And Universe is amazing. Yes, the best winter album. Yeah, yeah, because Universe... The song is yes. amazing. It's so beautiful. It's kind of all of their previous ballads coming together. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. That might be actually my favorite. I was going to say that might be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also Been Through and Lights Out, so mm. pretty. This this whole album is yeah. really, really good. It's definitely their best winter album. Yes, for sure. Been Through Christmas where? <laughs> and I'm so happy about that. It doesn't sound at all like a song from a Christmas album or a winter yeah. album. But you know. um, yeah, I really like how it feels really like understated and contained, but it still has really great melodies and it's kind of always simmering and never boiling over, if that makes sense. Makes sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I even kind of like the trap hi-hats in this one, which, you know, I don't like trap. But here, it really works. I have nothing against them. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, I like stay. Nothing to say especially, but I love it. But fall, I really like it because it's like... At first, it's like your basic R&B song, but that kind of magical sounding fall in the chorus. Yeah. Amazing. That's it. I like that one, yeah. I don't care about stay and don't care about good night, but I like fall. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's really nice, yeah. So then in 2018, they released their first and only <laughs> Japanese mm. album called Countdown, which I guess we have very different <laughs> opinions about. <laughs> like my opinion is I don't like it. I think the mixing is really weird. And... There are just a few songs that I like a little more. <laughs> and in my opinion is, apart from Lightsaber, which we've already established I don't like, <laughs> it's a no-skip album for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's very different. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you mentioned the mixing, and I, yes, it's different, obviously, because it's Japanese. I mean, the Japanese songs always sound different because they're targeting a Japanese market. I mean, I can completely see that it's not a mistake. It's a stylistic choice. I get that. I'm not saying like, oh, they really messed up. But I don't really like it as much because the, the vocals feel really or sound really metallic and far away. Yeah, that's what a lot of Japanese songs sound like. Yeah, Yeah, I can say I'm a huge fan of, of that uh, mixing style in general so since it's really present in all of the songs of the album I'm just eh. it's so good but it's not surprising to me because SM is known for having good Japanese discographies like 
I, a mm-hmm. lot of K-pop groups' Japanese releases are really subpar compared to their Korean mm-hmm, ones. That mm-hmm. SM artists always have great Japanese discographies. In the cases of Dongbang Shinki and Shiny, you could even argue that their Japanese discographies are better than their Korean ones. No, no. Maybe TVXQ, but Shiny, never. Yes. <laughs> so it's not really a surprise to me that this is good too, because obviously SM knows together is mm-hmm. AVEX, their Japanese um, partner label. They know what they're doing. And even though EXO are usually more targeted toward the Chinese market, they also picked really good Japanese songs for them. And I have to say that a bunch of songs really sound like Shiny or Donbang Shinki, <laughs> which I guess makes sense because... I mean, Shiny and Dombangshiki have so many Japanese songs and EXO don't have any others. So it makes sense that Mm. it'll remind you of the other artists. This album is just really good quality. (laughs) And the title song, Electric Kiss, is okay. It's pretty good, but it's not my favorite. Um, My two favorites, I'm not going to go through every song. Well, my three favorites (laughs) um, are Coming Over. It almost has like a musical vibe. Mm. It's something I could hear TVXQ, as in just you know and Changmin. Mm. That's the kind of style they do. It reminds me a lot of them, so it's mm, really nice. Yeah. And um, Tactics is so fun. I love it. I did write for this one. It's kind of awesome and kind of terrible at the same time. <laughs> it's just awesome. And my absolute favorite favorite of the album is Cosmic Railway. It definitely sounds like a Japanese shiny song and it's it's perfect. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) That's everything I don't like in a band. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few Japanese songs from Shiny that I like, but not a huge fan. This sounds like them, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Mm. Yes, (laughs) for me. And also I... It doesn't sound like EXO at all. That's true. But again, I feel like with a lot of artists, their Japanese songs sound a lot different than their usual style. And I guess in their case, it's because they have so few Japanese Mm. songs that they probably just gave them songs that were meant for Shiny or Dombang Shingi or like here, do an album. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it feels like that. So I guess since... That's one of the huge things that I love about EXO is that they have their own sound and Mm. you can always tell it's an EXO song right from the beginning. And this whole album really, it doesn't really mesh with the rest of their discography. So it's first, it's not a, a sound that I enjoy as much, but also it doesn't really work with the rest. So it's another reason that I'm, I never Mm. reach for the album or never listen to it. I enjoyed. <laughs> so it's time to move on to their fifth studio album with Don't Mess Up My Tempo, which was released in 2018, and the title song Tempo, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is truly one of the their best tracks. That When I say this is one of my favorites, really? I, I mean it's like... Top three for me, yeah. Really? Because oh, yeah. to me, it's technically not a great song, but legendary. So Oh, yeah. Mm. No, it's legend- legendary <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> um, it's 
another great album. I mm. really like it. It's it's almost no skip for me, mm. and it's more mature, mm-hmm. a little more sensual, um, a little less experimental than a lot of their other albums. I feel like it's their calmest album. Yeah, it feels like they're kind of settling into their sound. That's what I wrote. (laughs) But not settling in a bad way, just settling into their sound that they know they can do. Yes, and they're like all grown up and settled down and calmed down. And it's really, it's great. It's really well done. Mm -hmm. It's contemporary, but still in their style. Yeah. And tempo, yes. Oh my God. I know, it's, I like it. I do, because it's just, how can you not? It's Mm -hmm. legendary. It's awesome. Um, But technically, when I look at it, when I listen to it, it's not a great song. It is. It has the potential to be annoying. If it wasn't so... Legendary. Legendary, yeah. I don't really see it. I think it's a great song, and it's legendary. (laughs) I love it. It's so creative, and it's so exo but it's also not boring or repetitive within their discography it's just absolute gold it's it feels like the very natural landing point for 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 their discography at that point mm. i really feel like there's a, a direct line from call me baby to this because call me baby was i think one of the first where you really notice all of the harmonies and the vocal runs and riffs and everything and this is full of those every second you listen to this there's a little effect not only vocal also just like synths or things like that every second there's something going on that makes the experience better of listening to it (laughs) so many amazing harmonies and you get that momentum it's fun and then you get to that breakdown with like a bajillion different sections so you get that half time which doesn't break the tempo it's still the same tempo just <laughs> half time and then you get to that new section that's much smoother and then the acapella section <laughs> excuse me <laughs> this is so good i love acapella i'm uh yeah i'm obviously a huge fan of great vocals so that's a little treat for me in the middle of that already amazing song. It's so good. Mm. Also, I don't mind the bed creaking sound. I was waiting for you to mention. I was like, why hasn't she already mentioned that? Because that's your favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> is it? Yes. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think my favorite thing to talk about is the acapella part. No, because I've never heard you talk like before this recording. I've never heard you talk about the acapella in this song. I only ever hear you talk about the bed creaking. Really? <laughs> Me yes. specifically? Yes, you. Well, I don't know. You've mentioned this to me so many times. <laughs> really? I don't remember that. Yes. <laughs> well, but I do like it. I, I, I think some people are kind of annoyed with it because it's there in the whole song and it's true that once you hear it you can't unhear it but i don't mind it i think it's i like when songs use um alternative uh sounds in the in the song you know um and this is nice because it actually keeps the tempo throughout the whole song and i do like the more cheeky 
interpretation <laughs> of that noise within that song. It's true. I think it's funny. <laughs> it's innocent. It doesn't hurt the song. And if you don't see that, then you're not missing out on anything. But if you do hear that and you're like, mm, okay, you know, why not? <laughs> They're having fun. I'm here for that. So which are your favorite B-sides? Gravity. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't... Obviously, I like the whole album, but mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I see. It's like just so funky, 70s, so full sounding, so warm. I love the melodies. It's just like that driving pace. You're just going. I love it. It's amazing. Mm. I also like 24-7. Yes, me too. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. I, this is a word I keep saying today, but it's very sensual. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I really like um, Oasis. Oh, yeah. It reminds me so much. I was listening to it again yesterday. It reminds me so much of a recent Western pop song, but I can't name it. Mm. I think it might be by Imagine Dragons. But I tried to find it and I couldn't. But it's really nice. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And as you said, it's a it's a nice album. I I like yes. it too. There's less like standouts apart from Gravity and Twenty Four Seven, but mm. it's just a really pleasant album to listen to in full. Ooh la 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 is also really great. <laughs> yeah. Then in the same year, they released Love Shot, which is the repackaged version of the album with the title track, Love Shot, yes. which is also iconic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Also a very legendary dance. Yeah. I can only highly recommend watching the music video. Yes. <laughs> and um, I am absolutely in love with the bridge. Every time I listen to this song, I forget that the bridge exists. <laughs> and then every time it hits me right in the feels. Yes. Great bridge. It's just a, just a really great song. Yes. And Trauma, the other edition, is also mm. really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like it too. That was an, a nice repackaged Yes. Album. It didn't add a lot, but what was added was really great. Yes. In 2019, they released a Japanese single called Bird. And <laughs> it's also pretty nice. Like, it's not anything to write home about, um, but it's good. I mean, it's it's modern in a good way. I like it. Mm. The mixing is more to my taste. Yeah, it's more modern than their other Japanese. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2019, they released the album Obsession. Yeah, that was a wild ride. Because when the yeah. teasers came out and everything with the like, evil clone concept and everything, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yes. And visually, it looked amazing. The evil clones look so cool. The styling for them, amazing. And it fit the song so perfectly. It's such a cool song. Really, really different. Yes. Like you said, the, the visuals also are so great. Mm -hmm. The video is so cool with like the fencing and archery. Not to mention, I mean, Kai in a crop top and Baekhyun mm -hmm. with white hair. It's just great. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great song. Also one of my absolute favorites. Also, Janyal's rap is really awesome. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because it has more of that hip-hop and industrial vibe. Mm. And way harsher and more... A little darker than most of their songs. And it really works for them. Yeah. Honestly. But in in general with this album they because we said the one before that was like pretty calm and settled down and with mm. this one they went a little more out there again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, they tried things out in their albums and then in 2018 they were like okay we get a good idea of what works for us so they delivered this great album and then after that they're like okay let's try new things again yeah so that's really nice and it's it's a good album it's not <clears throat> not as flawless as other albums it has a few boring songs in my opinion but mm. it also has some really great bangers yeah <laughs> for sure and i don't know how to phrase that um i don't like i'm not saying exo is over um but it's interesting to see like the rise and fall of third gen in their discography because mm -hmm. like we said with their first mini album you can still kind of hear second generation shiny vibes and with this one there are some songs on it where you can really feel like fourth gen i feel like jekyll could totally be an entity song yeah so it's really interesting to see like i don't want to say like it's coming to an end now with this album um but yeah you can see that the end of the third generation kind of in it you know Yeah, I, I but I think the end of third generation, but not the end of EXO, which is, I think is what you're saying. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, not the end of EXO. Yeah, I, which is cool because you can hear that with this album, they really, they try to stay up to date. Yeah. And I think it it could have been an issue for them to try too hard to stay with the times but actually it really works like they they took the fourth gen sounds mm -hmm. and kind of made them their own yes and it really works nicely for them yeah i really like jekyll actually yeah it's nice my favorite b-side though is baby you are oh i love it yeah i like it too i think it's one of the Definitely one of the standout for, from the yeah. album. I really like that the, the verse is really uh, cool and kind of thin sounding. And then you get mm. to the chorus and it's so full and uh, bass heavy. Mm. So that's really cool. I like that. What's your favorite B-side? Groove. Oh. By far. It's one of my favorite songs. Really? From, yeah. I love it so much. It's so good because it starts so laid back and vibey and ethereal but the chorus really grooves like yeah I don't know. honestly stay still while listening to this challenge impossible i can i can fall asleep while listening to this <laughs> no in the beginning it's like oh yeah it's nice it's calm but the the chorus oh no. my god The whole song. Oh no, it grooves. I mean, which is appropriate for the title, but it grooves so hard. What a fucking vibe! I love it. And the vocals are so smooth and angelic and beautiful. And that chorus uh, melody is so good. And I love when the flute plays that melody from the chorus. It's so cool. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, I also really like Yeah, Yeah, Yeah and Butterfly Effect. That's funny, because these are all songs I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to their last album to date, Don't Fight the Feeling, which is a special mini-album released in 2021 with the title song Don't Fight the Feeling. 
Which is another one we disagree on, right? Yes, I hate it. <laughs> oh, hate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you didn't really like it. Oh, no, no, I hate it. It's It has the sounds in it that I hate, and it's just, oh. no. I was very, very disappointed by this. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was hyped, and then it came out, and I was like, oh, no. I will say I like the song. I think it's nice. I enjoy it. But I was kind of led down it wasn't i was also really hyped and it didn't quite meet my expectations mm. i thought it would be a more punchy more intense song but you know i i was initially a little let down and then i became okay with it i guess i i enjoy it you gaslit yourself into liking it <laughs> i guess <laughs> no because it makes sense it's a sound that makes sense for them But I was expecting more, and once I got over that disappointment that it would go <laughs> above and beyond, I was like, yeah, but it's still a great EXO track. Mm, no. But I really like Runaway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right? I think it was even in my favorites list from last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I Maybe think so. in mine too, but I'm not sure. I think so, yeah. No, it's a really, really yes. great track. I think it's interesting like when you look at their career overall you can see in, in the beginning they always had a fierce concept right they were never like cute or anything mm. but in the beginning it was kind of like a costume they put, put on mm. they like tried really hard to be fierce just like werewolf songs and yeah. monks habits <laughs> and stuff like that but as they grew they grew into naturally being fierce yeah and That's really cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. It feels really natural. Mm. I guess by even like their second album, it feels like they're comfortable and confident in who they are. Still experimenting and trying new sounds, but yeah. they really came into their own. And that's been really, really fun to observe over the years. Mm. And it's only made my love for them stronger. <laughs> so can you name your five favorite songs? <laughs> no <laughs> like, I mean even if I say five songs in two minutes I'm gonna be no wait, wait wait no no I forgot this one like groove doesn't even make it into my top five and it should <laughs> so I do have lucky one as my number one mm -hmm. uh, tempo power mm -hmm. but even now you know I, I said sing for you but now I think I would say universe <laughs> here <laughs> and then Coco Bob and Groove yeah, there are so many songs I could never I'm, I'm sorry I just love them so much they're in my top three groups and yeah okay go ahead I'm curious um, Miracles in mm. December Lotto Don't Go Monster and Eldorado mm, good choices <laughs> along with like 50 other songs yes <laughs> So, um, why should people go listen to EXO? People should listen to EXO because they have one of the best discographies in K-pop and you can follow their natural growth throughout their whole discography. People should listen to EXO because they have a very unique sound. People should listen to EXO if they have a thing for great vocalists. People should listen to EXO because it's basic K-pop knowledge. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
People should listen to EXO if they want to get to know a chaotic and hilarious group of meme kings in variety <laughs> TV masters. People should listen to EXO if they're not into cute songs and cute concepts. People should listen to EXO if they like groups with lore and theories. People should listen to EXO if they're millennials and they think 4chan is way too young for them. People should listen to EXO if they want to support Red Velvet, because by supporting EXO, they're supporting the biggest revel of ever <laughs> in Kim Chunmyeon, aka Suo. <laughs> It's true. So thank you so much for listening again and we hope you'll be back next time. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast, and please rate our podcast as well. Thank you and till next time. Bye. Bye bye.